Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Numbers chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man or woman wants to make a special vow, a vow of dedication to the Lord as a Nazarite, they must abstain from wine and other fermented drink and must not drink vinegar made from wine or other fermented drink. They must not drink grape juice or eat grapes or raisins. As long as they remain under their Nazarite vow, they must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, not even the seeds or skins. During the entire period of their Nazarite vow, no razor may be used on their head. They must be holy until the period of their dedication to the Lord is over. They must let their hair grow long. Throughout the period of their dedication to the Lord, the Nazarite must not go near a dead body. Even if their own father or mother or brother or sister dies, they must not make themselves ceremonially unclean on account of them, because the symbol of their dedication to God is on their head. Throughout the period of their dedication, they are consecrated to the Lord. If someone dies suddenly in the Nazarite's presence, thus defiling the hair that symbolizes their dedication, they must shave their head on the seventh day, the day of their cleansing. Then, on the eighth day, they must bring two doves or two young pigeons to the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to make atonement for the Nazarite because they sinned by being in the presence of the dead body. That same day, they are to consecrate their head again. They must rededicate themselves to the Lord for the same period of dedication and must bring a year-old male lamb as a guilt offering. The previous days do not count because they became defiled during their period of dedication. Now this is the law of the Nazarite when the period of their dedication is over. They are to be brought to the entrance to the tent of meeting. There they are to present their offerings to the Lord, a year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a year-old ewe lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a fellowship offering, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings and a basket of bread made with the finest flour and without yeast, thick loaves with olive oil mixed in and thin loaves brushed with olive oil. The priest is to present all of these before the Lord and make the sin offering and the burnt offering. He is to present the basket of unleavened bread and is to sacrifice the ram as a fellowship offering to the Lord together with its grain offering and drink offering. Then, at the entrance to the tent of meeting, the Nazarite must shave off the hair that symbolizes their dedication. They are to take the hair and put it in the fire that is under the sacrifice of the fellowship offering. After the Nazarite has shaved off the hair that symbolizes their dedication, the priest is to place in their hands a boiled shoulder of ram and one thick loaf and one thin loaf from the basket, both made without yeast. The priest shall then wave these before the Lord as a wave offering. They are holy and belong to the priest together with the breast that was waved and the thigh that was presented. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite who vows offerings to the Lord in accordance with their dedication in addition to whatever else they can afford. They must fulfill the vows they have made according to the law of the Nazarite. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, 
This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Now this chapter outlines the regulations for a Nazarite vow and also the high priestly blessing that is somewhat famous even in Christian circles. And so we'll cover both of those. But this Nazarite vow, this is the one chapter in the entire Bible that details the rules and regulations for becoming a Nazarite. And there are notable Nazarites in the scriptures, Samson, Samuel, perhaps Absalom, John the Baptist. And uh, in the New Testament, maybe even Paul took a short-term Nazarite vow. I'll I'll speak about those things in a minute. But we read in verse 1, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man or woman wants to make a special vow, a vow of dedication to the Lord as a Nazarite, let's just pause right there. And so it's a special vow. It is uh, unique. They are dedicating themselves to the Lord. And this is a voluntary situation. It says a man or a woman. So either could make this vow somewhat unusual in that respect in Old Testament times for uh, same regulations for a woman as for a man. Then in verse three, they must abstain from wine and other fermented drink and must not drink vinegar made from wine or other fermented drink. They must not drink grape juice or eat grapes or raisins. As long as they remain under their Nazarite vow, they must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, not even the seeds or skins. So that's very definitive. No grape products, no grape juice, no wine, no raisins, or even skins of grapes. Verse 5, during the entire period of their Nazarite vow, no razor may be used on their head. They must be holy until the period of their dedication to the Lord is over. They must let their hair grow long. Uh, throughout the period of their dedication to the Lord. And then finally, the Nazarite must not go near a dead body. And so they they got to abstain. The the three rules, the primary rules are abstain from drinking wine and uh, grape products and, by extension, other strong liquor, perhaps not made by uh, grape products. Number two, stop cutting your hair. Uh, It says shaving your head or cutting your hair. Uh, Neither shaving or haircutting is permitted. And then number three, abstain from defiling yourself with the dead. Now, in a few books of the Bible, we'll come to Judges. Perhaps the most famous Nazarite in the Bible was Samson. And so Samson, um, from even before his birth, his mother and father were instructed as to the rules and regulations that would govern his life for his entire life. What we just read said it was for a period of time. But for Samson's case, it was a lifetime vow, uh, the vow of a Nazarite, although he transgressed against it, as you recall, and uh, Delilah cut his hair, and apparently he was drinking from time to time and so forth. Uh, But Samson ultimately was vindicated, as we read in Hebrews 11. He's in the Hall of Fame of Faith in the New Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 1, the mother of Samuel made a vow to God on his behalf before his birth. And so Samuel was committed to this life as a Nazarite through the vow of his mother. And of course, he could have refused to agree with it, but Samuel did not. He followed with the same tenets that Samson had, and he honored his mother. And then most scholars believe that the son of David, Absalom, 
uh, was a Nazarite. In the case of Absalom, there's not a tremendous amount of evidence for it other than his noteworthy long hair that he was only allowed to cut once a year. And so the, the Nazarites themselves were able to take vows and at the end of their vow cut their hair and even drink wine. So Absalom may have been um, a year-to-year vowed Nazarite. Then in the New Testament, John the Baptist um, was believed to have been a Nazarite. His mother and father were instructed uh, in a similar way to um, uh, the mother and father of Samson as to what John could and couldn't do. And uh, he was believed to have been a Nazarite. And then Paul, in Acts 21, Paul takes a vow, and it's a short-term vow. He dedicates himself to the Lord and others and pays a fee at the temple and shaves his head. And it's believed that Paul took a Nazarite vow. It's Acts 21, uh, 23 to 24, if you want to read on it. So continuing back in Numbers chapter 6, verse 21 This is the law of the Nazarite who vows offerings to the Lord in accordance with their dedication, in addition to whatever else they can afford. They must fulfill the vows they have made according to the law of the Nazarite. So although it was voluntary, once entered into, it was a commitment that the Lord considered holy. It had to be fulfilled, and if it was interrupted for any purpose or any reason, Uh, You had to start back over at the day one of whatever period of time you had vowed to the Lord to serve as a Nazarite. So it's an unusual situation. As I mentioned at the first, it's not repeated. The details are not repeated anywhere else in the Bible in their entirety, like they are in Numbers chapter 6. So if you want to study this, uh, you can look into Numbers 6. You can look to the life of Samson, uh, Judges 13 and following the life of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1 and following, Absalom, 2 Samuel 25 and 26, John the Baptist, Luke chapter 1, and then Paul, Acts 21, verse 23 to 24. But all of these men seem to have had unusual governmental anointing and authority. And so there could be some prophetic implications for a Nazarite vow for those who are seeking governmental authority or anointing. More on that for another time. I can't really go into it in this context. And then finally, this chapter has um, what's been become known as the high priestly blessing. In verse 22, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, and then this next part is the blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And then the Lord finishes this chapter by saying, so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So the implication is that as the priest agrees with the word of God and is obedient to the word of God in blessing the people of God, then the Lord himself will impart the blessing. And so as I close today, rather than close in prayer, I'm going to close with this blessing. And you can't see me, but I'm raising my right hand, palm out. And the position of of blessing was both hands raised, palms out. And so I'll raise my left hand now, and I'm going to speak a blessing over you. And so the posture of receiving is your hands with your palms toward the, um, the person who's blessing you. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.